This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. One eighty degrees on I am youth. Luane on one eighty degrees. Shauna on one eighty degrees. One eighty degrees with Zoe George. One eighty degrees on Radio K Pulpit, seven to nine AM. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of 180 Degrees. How's everyone doing tonight? I mean, isn't this just the weirdest situation that you have ever been in? It is so, like, I feel like this, the, these past few weeks just extended every day. It's just been weird. It hasn't been, it hasn't gotten normal. <laughs> this is not the new normal. No, no, I have not reached it yet either. I'm, I was just telling Zoe, I've forgotten how to speak to other people. I don't know how to talk to you. <laughs> same, same. I mean, <laughs> like I said as well, I, I, I feel like we were. I was hardly conversing before. Yeah, it's just our social skills weren't mm. amazing before all of right. this happened, and now it's like, well, literally, let's be hermits together. You know, otherwise it's going really well. I celebrated my very first Mother's Day yesterday. Yes, yes. Very special indeed. I was spoiled with a handwritten note from Isla, who oh, yes. you know was written by. Bruce. She's ahead of her age. You know, <laughs> the other toddlers aren't doing it like she is. Nope, and she's only nine months old. Right? <laughs> yeah. What a crazy kooky kid. How are you doing, Zoe? I am doing well. I'm getting better. It's, I've, yeah, yeah, you see what I mean? Yeah. I don't even know how to talk to people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I've been doing better with God. Thank you. And yeah, how are you doing, Lou? I'm doing well. I think we are coping with um, our day to day life and getting used to a certain way of living, which yeah. is a lot simpler, a lot slower. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I want to go back to a faster paced life. Right? Yeah. I mean, I miss my friends and my family. It sucked not seeing my mom yesterday, but yeah. yeah. I don't know. We're doing well overall. We're doing a lot more stuff than we used to do. That mm-hmm. is for sure. If you guys want to know, go check out my Instagram page. I've got a sourdough starter now. We've been creating a whole bunch of stuff. It looks really cool. And, and delicious. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> oh, man. Shall we kick it off with a bit of a song? Get into things. Yes. We're just going to listen to Forever Yours by Generation Unleashed. Enjoy. Ah uh, yes, we just listened to Forever Yours by Generation Unleashed and I actually really liked it. I feel like it was a good way to start the show. Because you know what? We are forever gods and that is something that is just really comforting in times really such is. as these. I mean, it's comforting on a usual Monday, but mm-hmm. you know. Especially in these Ah, yes. So, tonight we've got all sorts of fun things coming away. We've got quite an interesting talk going on, so... I mean, I'm just going to tell you what it is. We're going to be talking about pornography addiction. So if you don't know what that is, (laughs) if you know someone who has it, or if you yourself are struggling with it, please stay tuned. Feel free to send us in messages. You can do so anonymously. We won't be reading your name Mm -hmm. on air. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, get ready for that. You can send us messages to 081-729-1657. That's 081-729-1657. Save that so long. We've also got our usual Bible quiz. We've got a groovy movie. We've got a happy health tip, which, you know, I think is more necessary now than ever. 
And first up, we will be doing our What's Down on Your Couch, which is different to the What's Down in Cape Town because, well, you're stuck on your couch. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Cape Town. Well, don't let that song just mislead you. As you know, like Luene said earlier, we've had to revamp things a little. And if you've been listening for the past few weeks, you will already automatically know that. Welcome back to What's Down on Your Couch. So, for this week's version of What's Down on Your Couch, we're going to talk about the preparation of online exams. Woohoo! I wish it was that exciting. As you know, we are in exam season. Some of us are not writing exams. I was talking to a friend from UCT and he told me that like for some modules they're having like you hand in an assignment, but for others there's just like no exam. But I mean, it's still stressful with all the stuff going on. So how to prep for that, that's important. It really is. Mm. Like even without this, this it would be a stressful time. It is exam season, you know, just the stress isn't there. Students are all looking like, (laughs) <laughs> they want to drop out, but they won't because they're good students. So we have a few tips for you guys, especially if you are writing online exams. First of all, make sure that your Wi-Fi is working. If you do not Ooh. have Wi-Fi, please make sure that you have sufficient data. This It may not take as much as you think it would. Before I had Wi-Fi, about 10 gig a month would cover me for all my online needs. And I was at an online university. So yeah, learn how yeah. to ration, I suppose. Like if yeah. if you don't have data... Uh, speak to your university tell them listen i do not have access to any online things can you help me out that's very true i know my university unisa they are currently working on a way to give students who want to write but have not got wi-fi or enough data they're giving them resources i remember we had to fill in the survey a couple days ago and they're gonna they haven't said how much because they're still figuring out a few things but you can ask you should be able to ask the university yeah no you must you must even Stellenbosch, I have some friends in Stellenbosch and they told me that they're straight up getting like laptops. Yes, no, well. my, my, so my sister studies at Stellenbosch. She does have a laptop. She yeah. is hashtag privileged. But some of her classmates don't. And the university has actually made a plan for most of yeah. them. They're still rolling it out slowly to get a laptop because they have like 3,000 word essays they yeah. have to write. Can you imagine writing that on their phone? And they mm. had to. They would. They're doing it until yeah. they get their laptop. That's what they're doing. So... That's a whole other conversation, though. Yes. So if you can't make it happen, ask your university. They should be able to help you. Next, study hard for these exams. Do Mm -hmm. not underestimate them. Everyone who was in high school knows that open book papers are not easy. So do not underestimate these exams. Continue studying. And please, please, please do not cheat on your exams, guys. Please, please be honest. Now is not the time. Mm -mm. Now is really not the time. Next, find a nice quiet part of your house to write in. Unfortunately, I would have recommended going to like a library or something during Ooh. exam season, but unfortunately, you cannot go anywhere. And I don't, most of us probably mm. don't have libraries in our houses. So. <laughs> Definitely not. I am not Belle <laughs> from Beauty yes. and the Beast. Ooh, she was hashtag privileged. If well, you, besides yes. abducted, but like. I mean, all around there was. Anyways. <laughs> Again, a whole other conversation. Yeah. So if you don't have a quiet spot in your house, if you have multiple family members who are all just trying to get through the yeah. day doing their business, what I have heard people doing is to go, if you have a garden, go sit in the garden or shut yourself in your room. Or if you share a room, sequester, a that's a big word, mm. take up a piece of your bed and you're like, this half of my bed is mm. for working space because 
I'm not sure if studies have shown, but I'm going to throw it in there. Studies have shown that you should put spots, like allocate them, like this space is for sleeping, this space is for eating, this space is for working, yes. and then you're more productive. Oh, no, I heard about that. Mm. So if you do have a d dining room table for, say, six people, and you're six people in the house, each of you gets a chair and, like, one little square of the table, and that's yours. No one can touch you if you want. Build it shut with cardboard or something. Like That's your little office. Build yourself a quiet space if you don't have one. This is about being creative, guys. Mm -hmm. Determined. Mm, yeah, and you have it from Lou. You know how to get a quiet space if you may not have that, but that is okay. Mm. Next, make sure, we kind of touched on this one a little earlier. Make sure you have access to a phone, a laptop, or a tablet so that you can write your online exam. And it... Woo. I'm so sorry. It's... I'm, I'm usually very healthy, but yeah. Anyways, if you do not have access to that, like we said earlier, please contact your university. They should be able to help you. Please contact your mom or maybe borrow um, a computer from someone in your family if they are able to borrow you one. Mm. Just make sure you have it in time for your exams. Please stop putting the necessary steps in place now for your online exams. Do not leave this to the last minute. That is very tempting, but please, guys, you know better. Next, start sleeping earlier. This is something I really have to do. Everyone's sleep cycle has been messed up by the lockdown and not having to go out at any particular time and being able to work at your own pace. I am going to start doing this from next week because my exams are in two weeks. I need to get my sleeping schedule back to the way it was so I do not sleep through my exam. My <laughs> exams are at 8.30 in the morning. I'm currently waking up usually at about 10. My exam will be over by then. Can you imagine? Why? Wow. No. So please, guys, Woo! start fixing your sleep schedules like now already so that not only will you wake up in time, but you will be used to that. So your mind will not be going a little bit. You'll not be spiraling in any way. Then last, if you are not able to write and that's OK, some people are very stressed out. Many people are behind. This is not normal timing. Many people are not able to cope. That is OK. Do not do not beat yourself up over this. This is not a normal thing. Speak to your university. I know at my university we are able to defer these exams to the next semester. So many people can opt to not write the exams now, but to write them later. If that's what you mm. need to do, do what you need to do, okay? It's like this quote I read a couple days ago. Some people are like 32 and they're worried about starting a new degree because by the time they finish their degree, they'll be 36. Guess what? You're still gonna be 36 regardless of whatever, at least then you'll have a degree. So if you're worried about pushing back your degree and graduating a little bit later because you're going to have to back a semester do not worry about that do what you need to do uh, i mean it's yeah. the same even if you're not in a pandemic time yeah. right your life does not have to go a b c d e you know Amen. there's no reason the alphabet is an alphabetical order exactly. someone just said that's the alphabet so you know what? That. rearrange the alphabet you yes. do you you do what's best for you you speak to god you guys mm. make a decision yes. remix take care of yourself hey <laughs> that's a good note to leave it on <laughs> yeah so i hope those tips helped you guys and i really hope you heed them so that you can have a successful exam period heed those tips yes and now let's just <laughs> we're just going to hear a little bit of something about radio k pulpit and then we're going to go into our groovy movie zoe on 180 degrees Radio Cape Pulpit's new website is live. You can now access our on-air programs, podcasts, video stories, blog posts, and so much more with just the click of a button. See our broadcast schedule, learn about events, and get to know our presenters on this new look platform. Visit us now at capepulpit.co.za. Radio Cape Pulpit, your daily companion.
put it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I walk by the dot for the bamboo. Time to watch the movies. Ah, yes, guys, welcome back to the groovy movie section of the show. Now, if you are unfamiliar with what happens in this section, we are going to play a clip from a movie or a TV series that you probably watched when you were a little younger. I usually try to keep the groovy movies at least 10 years ago, but this one is like nine years ago, but it's such an iconic movie. Close. Cutting yes. it close. Yes, I'm just <laughs> just leaving that little bit of leeway, but don't worry, by next week we'll be back to, you know, older movies. This movie is just so iconic, honestly. Like, so many people watched it. I was watching some stats about this movie, and yeah. it was one of the highest viewed Disney movies. I remember it was, it was just like, it was such a good movie. It was a direct-to-TV movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's just like, there's so much I can say about it without actually saying what happened, but like, can I be honest? Yeah. I... <gasps> no! I have never watched it. No, we have to. What's nine years ago? How old was I then? Uh, so I was like... five now. So no, I'm 26 now, so... 17? Maths. So I was grade 11. I was probably... Then again, yeah. I was like... I probably felt too important to watch Disney so movies. True. I remember going into high school, I was like Ooh. the biggest Disney fanatic. And then afterwards, I just stopped for whatever reason. Too important. Anyways. Too important. Yeah. <laughs> so if you guys have any idea what movie this was, and I really hope you do, because it was so popular and I just loved it, please WhatsApp 081-729-1657. We'd love to hear from you. I repeat, 081-729-1657. Right now, www.imymovement.co.za. Zoe on 180 degrees. Right here, guys. So if you're just tuning in right now, we just listened to a really fun song and we were <laughs> just doing a bit of a phone call in the background. <laughs> we just listened to a really fun song and we also asked you a very interesting question on the groovy movie side. Now, unfortunately, I do not know this movie. When I heard the song, I'm like, mm, yes, this makes a little bit of sense to me. I think I sort of kind of remember it. Maybe there are some people who knew what it was, but... I don't know if I should keep you guys in too much suspense about it, but maybe I'll just say it. It's Lemonade Mouth from Determined from Lemonade Mouth. Oh, wait for mine, because I don't know what all of these things are. <sighs> Interesting. So I was thinking perhaps you could share a few or ask you guys to share a few of the ways that you have been surviving the lockdown, because obviously it's yeah it's a little bit different for everyone we're all trying to keep busy we're all trying to stay sane i think there's a lot of flip-flopping to between am i being productive enough am i doing enough am i taking care of myself enough who even knows just one second so we are just going to listen to Shelter by Carlton. Enjoy this one, you guys. We're actually sing by Leavender. And we just enjoyed Sung Leavender by Ratif Burger. It was quite an enjoyable song. We had to 
stop it quickly but yeah <laughs> so yeah i mean it's been the uh, it's been a while since we were right here in the studio we've been pre-recording for you guys so it's so exciting for us to be back but obviously you know all of these fun little lockdown jitters so online with us right now zoe would you like to introduce our guest yes we will be talking to mr cardell villam he is he actually does a very interesting but very vital service for the youth specifically People who struggle with an addiction to pornography. I felt this was a very important topic to bring on to the show because so many young people, especially, well, people in general, I don't want to stereotype, do have this addiction. And it's not, no addiction is ever good. So if you ever want mm. any help, I, help with overcoming it, this is a very safe place for you to come to. I'd and, like to add, yeah. if, if this is the first time that you're hearing about this type of addiction, Trust me, there are a lot of people who don't know about it. But the important thing is that we talk about it because if yeah. you know it exists, you can identify it, you can get help or, you know, see it in a friend or in a family member. Carl, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, yes. Uh, um, we run the Army Movement, uh, which is a movement started uh, from our nonprofit. Um, and it's just re- with... Um, with the aim to help people who are stuck in um, in, in sexual addiction or pornography addiction, mm. for that matter, um, and it's you know it's, it's based on I me as in iPhone as in I me watch me uh, let me be accountable mm. and you know see what I am doing online, see what I am doing in the dead of night mm. on my phone on my devices when nobody else is watching, for that matter. I mean, that's a big part of it, isn't it? The secrecy, the hiding things, the, the shame around it. Yes, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, a lot of us, we, uh, we're curious, we get to see it for the first time. Uh, it absolutely shocks us. We, you know, but after, after a while we go back there because we like the way that our body responded to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and, you know, and it, because that shock and horror um, and also then, you know, the heightened, um, you know, if there was any sort of arousal involved, mm. um, it, it, you know, it, it unloads a lot of chemicals in your brain. Mm. Um, so that's why, you know, pornography is no longer a moral debate in the secular realm. Um, it's, it's very much, um, you know, acknowledged as an addiction by several neuro, uh, neuro brain studies. Um, where they found that it has exactly the same effect and worse than your you know, your hardcore drugs. Oh um, wow! And, and, really? You know what it what it releases in the brain in terms of chemicals, uh, hormones, and then also you know the way if you do it repetitively, um, how those you know neural pathways become fixed in your brain and causes you to use that as a sort of a default behavior, like an alcoholic would. Um, you know, if, if, if they feel happy or they feel mm. or they feel depressed, they would always find their way somehow to mm. alcohol. And in the same case uh, of, of a pornographer, um, yeah, and, uh, yeah, I suppose you probably have some more questions. Well, <laughs> it's it's really interesting to me when you say that because I, usually when I think about addiction, I'm like it's it's you trying to escape a bad situation, like you're this uh, ontvluchting escapism. Yeah. But what what you just said is that. Um, a happy feeling, a good moment can also be a trigger. Yes, I think all the time um, trying to find out why kids go there. First of all, they, um, 
the adolescent brain is more vulnerable mm. uh, to this sort of stimulus because the brain is not fully, um, you know, developed. Mm. It's still it's still developing, and the the frontal cortex, part of the brain, um, that's where the moral decision making uh, develops. And in 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 youngsters, and especially like boys, it only fully develops by the age of 24. And that's why uh, little Johnny will say to his mother, um, where's my cape? I'm jumping off the roof. And <laughs> his mommy yeah. says, what were you thinking? And he wasn't thinking because mm-hmm. his prefrontal cortex, his brakes haven't developed yet. Mm-hmm. And now we expose uh, 11-year-old, 12-year-old boys to hardcore pornography and girls as well. Yes. And they don't have the necessary resources to to break or to stop or to you know to to know that this is yes they know it's you know they know mm. in, in, instinctively that it's wrong mm. uh, or that something's not lacking with it but then they keep going back there because they get addicted to what it's doing in their brains mm. so they kind of get caught up in a really bad cycle yeah. because it makes you feel good so you go back to it but then you feel bad because you've done it and you don't want to yes. talk about it so that it's, it's this vicious cycle mm. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Mr. Willem, can I ask you how exactly it is that you found yourself in this industry? Because I feel like this is something you go into when you feel very strongly about this cause. If you're okay with yes. asking that. Yeah, so I mean, it was through my own failure um, as a husband, as a father, as a human being, as a child of God, uh, youth leader, playing in the band. Uh, you know, all of the ticked all the boxes, the good Christian moral guy. And, um, at, you know, back in the day, I think it was in 2000 and 2007, 2008, when the sort of internet really exploded on us in South Africa. Mm. And, um, at, at, you know, it got exposed at work, and all of a sudden it was Facebook and Instagram and, mm. and all of these channels and it was just such an overload for me I, you know, I couldn't get enough of the information and then um, you know it also went along with the financial uh, you know the financial crash my job started tanking I became depressed and mm. somebody opened a door for me and, and showed me the stuff and um, you know you, you then run into these cycles of repentance where you uh, very sorry about it, but you keep going back there because you obviously like it, but you you know you know it's wrong. Mm. Um, and then yeah, it was a couple of years worth of struggle for me, and actually going to my church leadership and saying to guys, I've got a problem. Um, and I got uh, you know, with all due respect to them, I got to sort of a, a pat on the back and a prayer and an anointing with oil, and they mm. sent me off on my way. Mm. And what they actually needed to realize was that it was a full blown addiction. And that I needed to attend some sort of a recovery program, um, by which means I could then walk it out with somebody. Um, because, you know, so porn addiction for Matt or internet addiction or, or social media addiction, if you are in any of those sort of addictions, um, if you're an alcoholic, we take your alcohol away and we put you in rehab. Or if you're, if you're a, a heroin addict, we take your heroin away. But if you're in... Um, this digital age, how do we take your device away? Yeah, um, It becomes very difficult to just, you know, um, we also go to a dumb phone, but it's not, it's, it's almost not possible if you're working, um, you're connected to the internet 24-7, uh, 
So how do you manage that in, in this day and age? It's, it's really interesting to me that you would mention um, your church's reaction to it because I must be honest, a lot of the time, I've, I've heard this many times, people turn to their church because that's their safe space and it's people that they trust. But because it's about sex and pornography and it's something uncomfortable that the church does not like to talk about and just isn't equipped to talk about, mm. the church lets people down. And who else are you supposed to turn to then if not your pastor, if not your fellow churchgoers? And I feel like that's that's one of the most important reasons why we need to be having these conversations so that we can tell people, listen, we know this is going on. We do actually have mm-hmm. the tools to help you. Yeah. That's- yeah. yeah. And, and I think on, on, on that, you know, just having said that, I mean, you know, the church does wonderfully well in, 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 in the spheres that it sort of operates. Mm. And, yes. Um, and I'm not, I'm not looking at, but I mean, we were at, at that stage, we were with my wife and I. Um, that we we sort of knocked on every door and we thought maybe it's deliverance, maybe it's inner healing prayer. Yeah. And we, we, we kept looking for the silver, you know, the silver bullet that would cure me and would sort of, you know, it would be one prayer and uh, I would be done. I would be yeah. done with it for the rest of my life. Um, and, and it's not that because it's this, it's an... Oh, so, sorry, you've broken up a little bit. Hello? Oh, we're just going to take a quick break. We're having a few connection problems with Carl. Um, Zoe, have we got a song to listen to? Yes, we're going to listen to Shelter by Carlton. Enjoy. 180 Degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. There is so much more for you to enjoy and explore on TBN in Africa. We bring you up-to-date and uplifting Christian programming and entertainment, and we will continue to do so in our quest to bring you credible and authentic programming designed for you and your family. At TBN in Africa, you can explore a wealth of content right from your home and enjoy access to many resources to help you shape your Christian journey. Join your TBN family on DSTV channel 343 and experience authentic Christian television like never before. To find out more, go to tbninafrica.org. TBN in Africa, for you, for life. Radio Cape Pulpit's new website is live. You can now access our on-air programs, podcasts, video stories, blog posts, and so much more with just the click of a button. See our broadcast schedule, learn about events, and get to know our presenters on this new look platform. Visit us now at capepulpit.co.za. Radio Cape Pulpit, your daily companion. Uh, we just listened to Shelter by Carrollton. And before that, we were in the middle of a very important and riveting interview. It deals with the very real but underspoken about topic of the addiction to pornography. Yeah, we were talking to Mr. Carlo Willem about it. and Welcome back, Carlo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah welcome back, <laughs> sir. Thank you. So, Zoe, do you want to ask us the next question? Yes, I would like to ask. I know you've mentioned before that, especially for younger people, the danger in an addiction to pornography comes in the fact that how the brain reacts to it like the the chemicals that get released but are there what exactly are the dangers besides that and including that if you want to go further into that of being addicted to pornography because i feel like it's not taken seriously genuinely yes absolutely so so what happens if we are addicted to cocaine um you you need to use more cocaine because your brain builds up tolerance and your mm. your um, the pleasure center in your brain 
um, actually builds up a barrier to the amount of dopamine that you're releasing. And then what you need to do as a result, you need to use more cocaine or you need to use stronger drugs, you need to use it more often um, until your body really gives in at some point. Um, and when you go, you have an overdose. In the case of pornography, um, what happens is that we use, um, your brain is also wired for novelty. So what I see today um, might be something very innocent and, um, you know, let's say heterosexual, you know, heterosexual intercourse for that matter. Um, but tomorrow when I see the same film or the same image, my brain doesn't respond to it in the same way because it's seen that already. Mm-hmm. So as a result, we need to see more of it or we need to see different. Mm-hmm. So we end up watching more novel stuff, more graphic stuff, more... Um, and the producers of um, pornography have also figured out that we... Um, that if you add violence to it, in the same way that every violent action movie, there's always some sort of a nude scene or guys going to a brothel or, you know, there's always, because that's the cocktail, if you add violence and pornography together, that gives you uh, an, an, a heightened excitement. And that's why we see the prevalence of stuff like rare porn and revenge porn and these very, very vile sort of things. So what happens to young people is they see... Uh, the stuff and it starts escalating. So what was, um, and we become desensitized. What was wrong to me or taboo yesterday, today isn't anymore. So it changes your perception about love. Um, it changes your idea about sexual intercourse, what it should be. So we have all these warped perspectives about what it is and what it isn't. Um, boys learn that violence is okay um, in, 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 in sexual intercourse and women uh, learn that it's that they should consent to it. So it's it, it's a horrible message that it gives, um, over and above the addictive effect of it. So the messaging is wrong. Mm. Um, you know, it causes kids to escalate to the point where they start acting out. So mm. now you're either going to look to molest somebody to try and get sick somewhere, or so. So you're going to either try and drug somebody or do something really really stupid. Um, and, and then also what escalates is it goes outside the legal bounds. So now we'll start looking for stuff that is um, not legal to be seen anymore uh, because that's more, you know, more effective to get the dopamine. Um, and, I mean, there are harrowing stats out there. The, the, like, hundred. I mean, this was a couple of years ago, 116,000 searches for child pornography a day. <laughs> So if somebody in South Africa is searching, or in in America for that matter, is searching child pornography, somewhere in the world this child pornography has to be produced. Mm. So we create a demand, needs to be production of it. So it's this cause and effect and that we participate in it willingly or unwittingly of what what our part of in it is. And we, we somehow think that I can do it in my you know, my innermost sanctum under my blanket in my room, and I'm not harming anybody. But it's got a very serious knock-on effect in society, the way that it warps your expectations of relationships, the way that it harms children, the way that it breaks relationships. Um, So it's got very, very serious knock-on effects. I think there are about 17 states in the United States that have declared it a public health crisis. Wow. So it's mm. not a Mickey Mouse thing, yeah. What you're saying is is truly shocking. 
Um, mostly because I, I knew I knew that pornography addiction existed, but I don't think I quite understood how far reaching mm. it is and what type of lifestyle and what type of um, actions it encourages and um, sort of motivates across the globe. Because it's, yeah, you, you're breaking my brain at the moment and it's creating qu- quite a bleak picture. Um, so and it'll break your heart if yes. you about it long enough. Oh, it really does. So obviously no. we need to be attentive to this and we need to say, okay, this mm. this needs, we need to do something. So um, no. please help us out. What what can we do about this? So so just from the IME movement, from our side, we have an education program that we go to schools with. We talk to children about it. We raise awareness about it. We help them understand what it is. Because statistics show that if you show children the harms of drugs, they tend to stay away from it. So mm-hmm. that's what we're trying to, to ascertain with pornography, to sort of, um, no, we, we don't go into any graphic detail, but we just tell them what the effects of it are, and then, um, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll get them to reconsider what they are doing. Um, and so we go to schools, we have an education program, but we also run recovery groups. So we have um, young people, um, adults, we have also codependence of you know, people who have been battling with pornography or who are going through it at the moment or are seeking help. So then we run at the moment with COVID-19, we're doing some uh, Zoom groups. Mm, uh, we meet up once a week. So it's like a, um, a AA meeting, uh, but it's for people um, battling pornography. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. Can we, is there a, a website? Um, are there social media groups? Yes, please. You can, uh, it's the I'me movement.co.za. Um, you can have a look there. There's a couple of resources there if you want to know more about it. But if you just Googled, um, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of other great sites out there. Your Brain on Porn, um, for example, where you can see all these things that they've done and how the brain um addicted to pornography looks a brain scan looks compared to a brain scan of wow. somebody on heroin mm. um and so it's, it's wonderful if you just go and search for um you know uh help help with pornography addiction you'll you'll find so many resources out there covenant eyes is another big one um but yeah it's, it's it's all about walking it out for, getting help and a big thing about this um you know the road to recovery is accountability mm. uh, there needs to be you know, mm. software in place on your phone that will help you filter out the bad stuff before you get to open it um mm. and it will help you to 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 block pornography and also to um send a weekly report to an accountability partner and like if you if you said to your youth mm. pastor hey I've got a problem, I want to be accountable, can I send my report to you on a weekly basis? You can receive your report and you can hold you accountable and say, hey, I see you've fallen off the bandwagon, you've been there on that site and you've done this and that. So there are these kinds of softwares out there. We've got one called Custodio that's available on our website um, and that does exactly that, especially for awesome. parents who, who yeah. want to put that on their children's um, mobile phones. You know, before you even give it to your child, mm. make sure that you've got something protecting them. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I know earlier when, um, unfortunately, the phone cut out, you were telling us about your experience and how 
um, the church just was not equipped to help you out. Um, I want to speak to the churches about this and tell you, listen, guys, our kids trust us with this. Mm. Like they, they trust us. They believe in us. Educate yourselves. Get yourselves all of these tools. Contact God or go check out the website. Educate yourself on this so that you know what to do when one of these kids show up at your door because what you're saying is so true. Get in at the beginning because stuff just sort of spirals out of control after that and it's so much more difficult to handle it then. Carl, we want to say thank you so, so much for all your patience with us tonight and for sharing your story. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We will speak to you again sometime. Bye, Carl. If you guys are just tuning in right now, you've missed a fantastic interview with a few technical glitches, but it was so good to speak about this. And um, I like to think of myself as an informed modern woman, but I don't mm. think about this stuff. I don't. No. I mean, if one of my church kids were to come up to me and be like, "Ooh, yet there, but no. <laughs> and this is a serious issue, right? Yes, it is. I was very apprehensive about this interview at first because, like you said, this is one of those things where we're always like, shh, don't talk, don't that. Me, don't talk about this. Yes, the but church. Mm. But like seeing the effects and just the dangers that it has on society and on yeah. teenagers everywhere, it's like, why should we not talk about this? We're yes. not doing ourselves any favors by hiding this. Mm. And especially the church now. Yeah. Now we can help the children who need it because Lord knows that number. Yeah, no, people that's, that's insane. That's a crazy amount. No, so... I implore everyone listening, if you are someone who is affected by a porn addiction, if you know someone who is, or if you have no idea who, you're not in connection with these people at all, we can all get involved. We can all make sure that we are the difference and that we are that safety net for people to tell them it's not too late. Not all is lost. We can get through this. And it is all about having a good support network, having the right tools and yeah, just getting, getting there. So. A good prayer is good, you know. You got to have that as well. But yet, uh, <laughs> you need a little bit more. We're gonna head on over to the happy health tip, and yeah, I think that's a good time to talk about it. Time has just flown by. Me and my sly ways trying to skip the Bible quiz. Not on this night, says Zoe. (laughs) So we're going to ask you the question. Head on over to the Happy Health Tip and then give you the answer because you need a little bit of time to think about it. So the question is, how many of the 10 lepers that Jesus healed did not come back to thank him? Mm. It's a little twist on the question. Jesus healed 10 lepers. How many of them didn't come back? to thank him you will find the answer in luke 17 verse 11 to 19 you can send us your answers to 0817291657 or just play a fun game at home and tell us you know well tell each other <laughs> oh, i know what the answer is so you can get there the quickest 180 degrees on i am youth movement follow us on facebook today i am radio health tips to be happy in your health it's not just about being healthy it's about being happy should be quite interesting chocolates are the true source of happiness guys it's our first week back in studio not pre-recording so we want to thank you for your patience with us relearning the controls in our little studio 
Uh, yes, we have a blast. It's just so good to be back again with you guys. So the happy health tip obviously is going to be something to keep you sane, but also to keep us sane because mm. I do not know about you, but I've been going a little bit crazy some days. Some days are better than others. I heard a lot of people saying that. So something that's been helping me get through the day and not have all the days sort of smush up into one because I don't know if you've been experiencing that. Yes. <laughs> Perpetual yes. Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Like, it's a Thursday and I'm like, is what is today? <laughs> what is it year Saturday? is it? Okay, we can't forget what year it is because this year is ingrained <laughs> into our minds forever. Yes. But one thing that you can do to stay just a little bit more sane is to have a routine. Now, this routine can look however you want it to, but this helps you to keep some semblance of normality. You sort of know what's going to happen next. It helps our little brains feel better when we know, okay, I'm going to have breakfast now, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to do a little bit of work, or I'm going to go play in the garden, and then I'm going to have lunch. You know, just a little bit of structure just helps you to just not be quite so worried because with things going on that are going on at the moment, our brains are constantly in survival mode like that's why you're feeling so tired all the time if you didn't know your brain's mm. constantly trying to figure out what's the best strategy to stay alive like mm. i've got to keep you alive little human being mm. so just tell your brain it's fine we're having lunch soon and we're having a sandwich and it's yeah. going to be delicious that'll make your brain calm down for just you know five minutes it also keeps um, you from it helps you to make sure that you are taking care of yourself remember to eat food <laughs> oh i can i have not reached an emotion that made me stop eating <laughs> but there are people <laughs> that's who, true actually <laughs> there are people who don't drown their emotions in food but drown their oh, emotions in work i forgot that not everyone does that <laughs> i mean i'm 100 percent an emotional eater but my husband is an emotional worker so you know this is where we're at you need to remember to eat and sleep and also just to make sure you're staying in touch with god keeping yes. that in routine makes sure that you do that so what can a healthy routine look like for now Literally, it has to serve you. I think that's the most important part. Don't put up a routine that's going to make you more anxious, more tired, and going to feel like, why am I rushing? There's nowhere to go. Yeah. So get in a routine that makes you feel good. Because that's what it's about. Makes your little brain calm down and know that I am safe. Mm -hmm. I am okay. Now, what my routine looks like at the moment is very flexible, but it's all based around my baby's eating <laughs> schedule. But we get up around... I try to get up at 6.30, do like 10 minutes of exercise, a little bit of like quiet prayer meditation. Then I make breakfast. Then we play. Then we nap. And then we have second breakfast because that's yes. what happens in this house. Yes. <laughs> you do that too? Yes. Oh my God. We yes. eat like hobbits. Mm. Best way. To yes, eat. absolutely. I mean, we. I try to make sure that we're eating enough vegetables and oh, I don't eat fruit, but my daughter loves fruit. Like mm. she loves it. So just making sure we get those things in. And at the end of the day that my, th this is like a little sacred routine that I've got. I turn off all the electrical lights and I light some candles. I do some more exercise and some more quiet time. Then I wash my feet. Mm. Yes. I soak them for a while, then I wash them and I put on some nice little oils. And then I put on my slippers because I don't want all my pet hair getting stuck to my nice oiled up feet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I do my skincare routine, which is also just absolutely glorious especially if you guys have been following the last few weeks happy health tips i make my own skincare now because that's what level of quarantine i'm at and i sleep i go to bed around 10 30 like that is what i try to do hmm. and that's where we're at so literally do whatever you want if you want your routine to be i wake up at 11 a.m and i eat like cereal at 11:05, and then i go back to bed cool but you know make that your routine then yeah totally. <laughs> thinking of be how easy I on can, yourself yeah 
I'm gonna have to do that because at the moment now it's kind of been like a very go with the flow routine mm. but like this is not the time for me to have because I have to prepare for my exams yes right? so I need to have more structure and that's there we go. gonna help me as well so I don't see why I should not do this and it takes time to get into a habit so just be consistent and be easy on yourself when you don't reach it you're just a human being mm, a human being shall we give the answer to the bible quiz yes so for those of you who were listening like literally five minutes before we started talking <laughs> <laughs> we had a bible quiz <laughs> and the question was how many of the ten lepers that Jesus healed did not come back to thank him Right, so there's a little bit of maths involved because you had to go see how many did come mm-hmm. back, and then ten minus that number. Mm-hmm. And the answer is nine, because nine. only one came back to thank him. How terrible! Literally, oof. <laughs> be kind even when people are ungrateful. Someone posted that on Facebook the other day. That oh. was a good message to me. Be kind even when people are ungrateful. That is very nice. I feel mm. like lately I've just been seeing people posting about how they're kind and people aren't grateful for it, and I'm like, okay, but then like. Why is you that really kind? kindness if mm. you're doing it for something else? Because you should be kind knowing that most people will not reciprocate yes. that. Unfortunately, it is a hard lesson to learn, but it is just like the facts. Learn the lesson. <laughs> learn the lesson. Be kind like Jesus who saved 10 lepers, but only one said thank you. Amen. <laughs> Guys, that's all the time we have for tonight. We'll be back again, same time, same place again next week. Hopefully a little bit more organized and on top of things. Please keep us in your merry little prayers. <laughs> This has been 180 Degrees. <laughs> Signing out. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.